Welcome to Beauty Call Podcast. I'm Janice McQueen, pageant coach, author, and podcast host. This show is your beauty and pageant BFF, and you will learn skills to help you win that crown and beyond. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Beauty Call Podcast. I'm Janice McQueen, your host. I have a guest today who I think is going to really blow your mind away. We're going to talk about functional medicine and how that is really the healthcare for the future. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum. How are you? Hi, Janice. It is a pleasure to be here today. I am so excited just in reading about you and following you on Facebook and all the great things that you're doing. Please share with our listeners how you got started in functional medicine. Well, it's a long story because I'm old. I'm 70. And so I'm not going (laughs) to, it it had many twists and turns. uh, And I started out many, many years ago in the late 60s. I was a school teacher. I went to special education and I was always interested in how the mind influenced the body and vice versa. So very early on, I was taking courses in stress management. We didn't call it mind-body medicine back then, but I was teaching kids how to breathe and helping parents with those strategies and got a doctorate in clinical psychology. And the world of clinical psychology uh, still very much is about what's wrong with you. And I felt there had to be something better. And this was also in the days before positive psychology. So I did a lot of training in how you can change your thoughts and how that influences what you're feeling. And then the missing link, which I then discovered in functional medicine, was how that all connects physiologically. So functional medicine was something that I studied through the Institute for Functional Medicine. And I was, as a psychologist, it was very unusual to be interested in physiology, really. People who would go to therapists or been in psychotherapy for years and their psychologist or their therapist may never even ask, well, what are you eating? Or are you getting movement during the day? And what functional medicine does, it puts all the pieces together and it's really it's not actually a way to practice, more a way to think. And it thinks, we're thinking in terms of the root causes. So in conventional approaches, you might go to your doctor or many doctors. So you might have a, a dermatologist and you might have a psychiatrist and you have a cardiologist. So a doctor for every part of you. And often they don't talk to each other and they don't see how things are so interconnected. And so what we do in functional medicine is look at root causes and then what's driving all these symptoms at this particular time. And often it's something like inflammation. And then how do you deal with it? You deal with it by looking at first and foremost, diet, lifestyle change. And so I became very, very interested in that and thought, well, I have a lot of experience. I had been a psychologist for a little over 35 years at the time. This was about five years ago. And I thought, okay, I can put all of this together into one 
curriculum. And so that's what I did. And I developed a school uh, with uh, my partner, Elise. And what we did is partner with the Institute for Functional Medicine. So they train the doctors and we train people to become health coaches. So that is my mission to train health coaches and the world needs a lot of health coaches, especially now. And so we want to see a health coach in every doctor's office and working with every company's employees. I love that. And, you know, coach, I mean, let's talk about that because I think that's evolved over the years. I think a lot of things evolved over the years. I think we have to really look at our health, our mind, our body, and our spirit, especially right now. Uh, I mean, I, I, I see it in the world and I see, I see friends and I see family that are really struggling through this time just with their emotional health and their physical health. So it has evolved. So let's talk about that evolution of what and why there is a health coach need now. Sure. So health coaching actually has its roots in life coaching, mm-hmm. or executive coaching. And where did that come from? That came from a type of therapy, which is humanistic. So it's about being totally about that client who you are with them, their journey, and they're in the driver's seat. If you're there, doing, you're doing a dance with them as a coach and they're in the lead. And so coaches are really those who can help somebody change when change is hard. And lifestyle change is super, super hard for most people. And habits are deeply entrenched. So a coach is there to support you in whatever direction you want to go in. And what's wonderful about this model is that it doesn't, many people are experiencing some pretty severe uh, reactions or they're they're feeling very lonely and often people are thinking thinking well I there's something mentally wrong and I need a psychiatrist I need to see a psychologist and that's getting back to that model that they're you you are defective or you have this disorder and you need treatment. And there are people who are suffering where they have major disorders. And so I'm not discounting the benefits of therapy and working with a qualified therapist. And, but for people who do not meet that criteria for an actual diagnosis, they want a, they want support. They want somebody to be their personal cheerleader, to be a guide. And coaching is that. So there is some blurring of the lines between what a coach does and what a counselor or therapist might do. Um, but where the distinction is, is one would be it's treating more of a psychiatric condition. And then coach is for somebody who is functioning fairly well, but they want to be optimal. And so that's where a coach comes in. And then a health coach where it differs is they're focused on 
finding a, a state of health and true vitality in all ways. So we're looking at things like what's your sleep like? What, how much movement do you get during the day? Do What about meaning and purpose in your life? And then of course, what are you eating and how is, is what you eat, how the foods you're choosing affecting everything from your mood to your quality of sleep to how you regulate your emotions? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, it's so connected. I mean, how we, how we sleep, what we do, how we think, you know, how healthy thoughts, uh, putting nutritional food in our bodies, um, our emotional health, it all really does go together. It goes hand in hand. And I think, you know, this is just me, you know, talking and or thinking out loud. I feel like, because we are recording this in, um, you know, of course this, is during the, I guess, the pandemic, I would still call it that because we, even though we're starting to slowly get back to normal, we're still feeling the effects of what we've gone through as a world today. And I think the reason why there, I mean, again, my opinion only that we're having some issues in our healthcare and and our mind, body, spirit is because during this time, we haven't checked off those boxes for optimal health. We haven't moved as much. Maybe we've had too much alcohol. Maybe we've overeaten because we're stressed. Um, you know, maybe we're not able to have as healthy of a meal because we're furloughed or there's so many different reasons that this, this pandemic has affected everyone. And, you know, even just being separated from people, from people that you love and not being able to visit them can also have an emotional uh, bearing on how your, your health is. So a coach... You know, and of course, I'm a coach. I coach in pageantry, but I also seem to do a little bit of everything like a life coach. But I feel like this coach can help guide you through the rough patches and help get you back to that, that optimal health, which is when you're doing everything the way you should be doing it. So let's walk through that. Like as a health coach, and of course, you're, you're coaching the coaches sort of in a way, right? That's what your, your goal is, is to expand upon that need of functional medicine um, and coaching within the different offices and in, um, doctor's offices. So let's walk through what that means as far as like a step-by-step and what first a health coach would look for and how they would help that and analyze what that individual would need. Sure. So as a health coach, and what I do is uh, we have a school and we train people who come from all different professions. There's some are healthcare, some are people who are good listeners and they're interested in health and they have a calling. And so we train them in uh, these functional medicine principles where you're looking at these connections, but between all the different systems of the body and looking at how all of the lifestyle factors are really driving disease. What a coach does is what whoever that person is that you're working with, and you might be working with somebody one-on-one, it might be in person, it might be virtual. You might be working uh, to in facilitating a group with a group of people getting together. And a coach doesn't have an agenda. They are not the experts. So perhaps uh, you've gone to dietitian, for example, or somebody who is has a particular agenda uh, as the expert. And maybe they strongly believe, let's say a nutritionist is uh, plant-based and, and they have a strong bias 
that everybody should be vegetarian or vegan. Okay, so a coach would be just the opposite of that. They may have their strong personal beliefs, but when they're with a client, it's what's important to that client. And so they support them. They are first and foremost, what a coach does is listen, and we all need to feel heard. And so you feel like you're not alone. You have a coach as your cheerleader. They inspire passion and purpose in you. And they do that by asking questions. They ask questions like, what do you want your health for? Uh, what is one new habit that you're succeeding at? Uh, what is one intention? What's one tiny habit that you would like to add in? Or I, if you're working with a doctor and, and many of people who are coaches are increasingly being hired by medical practices. So maybe that doctor, and if they're a functional medicine doctor, they've likely have outlined a regimen and they've maybe they have identified that this person is uh, sensitive to gluten or maybe they shouldn't have dairy. Maybe they have um, prescribed some supplements. And so often people go out of that session kind of overwhelmed, like, oh, where do I start? And I don't know if my family's on board. How do I do this? How could I afford it? And so a coach would help that person break it down. First of all, answer any questions. So they they're great at educating. And then step-by-step, step, they would help that person sort it out. Okay, is there any place here where you would like to start? And so that feels really great because it's something you could accomplish. You know, so let's say they have gotten an exercise prescription Mm -hmm. And the coach would work it out with that person to say, okay, what's the first step? And perhaps they, whatever it might be, what, where that client wants to go, the coach goes with them without, in, in a very non-judgmental way. Right. Okay. That sounds great. Um, and it sounds like that's, that, that people can easily get into this field and, you know, if that's something that they feel passionate about and, you know, that connection of nutrition and, and health really does come hand in hand with longevity in our lives. And I think people hopefully are starting to see that a lot more that we have to, you have to have that self-care and a coach can, you know, especially a health coach can really guide you along the way and find out what is best for you. So you started this and you mentioned it, you know, a little bit later in life because you worked as a clinical psychologist for 35 years. So that just, I mean, to me, it just shows how empowering you can, you, you are to others to be able to continue your dreams when most people are even retiring. So what prompted you to want to continue to evolve as a person. Let's walk through that. Yeah, so I always say that uh, luckily I never liked to play cards. My husband plays cards, he loves poker, but it was never for me. And so uh, in my friends who are 
retired, uh, their, our children are grown, and it's becoming quite popular for uh, my friends, people in my neighborhood to play canasta or mahjong and, or bridge. And uh, so I was working as a psychologist and uh, my husband said, well, why do you need this? You know, you're, you could just, you've had a successful practice. You could just work a few more years and then retire. And when I pictured that, and when I saw what my friends were doing, who were my contemporaries, I thought, you know what? That is, just, I have too much zest. Zest is a character strength. And what we teach at, at our school is about character strengths, these traits that are how, what make you you when they're your signature strengths. And so I love learning. I have a lot of zest. And I felt like I had a mission because I had all of this learning. I knew what worked from so many years of working with clients as a psychologist. And I helped people with anxiety, with panic, with binge eating, which I had struggled with, with a huge sugar addiction when I was in my 20s. And I thought, you know, I have this knowledge now of functional medicine. I can put it all together. So it was driven by mission. It was I felt like we could train people to become health coaches because the it is we were seeing all and we're still are and it's even worse now but this epidemic of type 2 diabetes and obesity and uh, it's not getting any better so uh, so this was my my driver and I it, it really if you have a mission and purpose it keeps you young. And the other, um, I love to have a very, very busy day. I'm always moving. I usually have a treadmill desk and I have uh, my, my home office is also like I've now set it up as a home gym because I'm not going out to, but just even before this call, oh, I have 10 minutes. I can, I have some Pilates equipment. I could do fit in, you know, a few minutes of Pilates <laughs> in there. So, uh, you know, but I'm just constantly moving and, um, and it strongly believe that it is not too late. There's a concept called aging younger. And since I started uh, functional medicine coaching Academy five years ago, I felt that. And so uh, it's because it's uh, feeling like we have this purpose. And I hear my friends sit around and say, oh, you know, it's it's really not pleasant to be old. And, um, and I really tune all that out and uh, really relish the just being in the thick of of work. And so, uh, and there are statistics about that as well. And work doesn't have to be paid work. I want to be really clear. Work can be volunteer work, something again, that's your mission. And uh, it doesn't have to be financially, you know, we get paid in so many ways besides cash. We get appreciated. We get referred to, acknowledged, um, feeds our soul. It feeds our spirit. And so that's how I love being paid with the work I do. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I don't think that, you know, retiring is a word that even is in my vocabulary. I believe, you know, I have a great, a great day job that I call as a day job, but it really is a passion of mine as well. And then I have coaching on the side and this podcast and writing. And I just, I just, there are many things that I want to do. And so I don't know what my character strengths are, but I think one of them is definitely having resilience and persistency because I, I just never want to give up. And I think that's important. And I, I think that even though we fail in life, we learn from that and we can continue on and, and create until 
until we aren't here anymore. And I think as long as you're creating and working and doing and staying active, you do age younger. I think that is such a key message to share with everyone is it's never too late. You you know, aging is not fun if you allow yourself to age, but we don't, it sounds like you, neither you or I want to age. So we're just not allowing ourselves to age. <laughs> right. I don't even go there. And we have students in their eighties. They thought they were retired. Some were school teachers or uh, even uh, with stay-at-home moms who are people who've never um, really had a career in healthcare or they had, uh, they're coming to us. And, and again, they're thinking that, uh, um, yeah, this is for me. I now have a, a mission. And uh, I know what you do as a coach. It's, it feels so good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. When you are in, in that role of um, supporting another person. Exactly. I I think when people have aha moments and they really do evolve and, and they sort of see the the reasoning behind, you know, what we're doing and it becomes clear to them. It is such a gratifying feeling to get someone there. And it's not always an easy journey. And I'm sure functional medicine coaching is not an easy journey either. People have to go through a lot. I mean, I know that for me in the last few years, as far as, you know, health and and wellness, I've had to do a lot of my own self-coaching just to get through the difficulties that life can have and the failures. And, you know, and from that, I feel that I have myself become a much stronger, more resilient person so I can help others get through those same failures. I guess failure is not really a word I like to use. And pageantry, which is one of the things that I coach in, I always say you either win or you learn. And I think in life, it's the same thing. Either you achieve or you learn. So if you don't achieve your goals right away, it doesn't mean that it's not possible. It just means that you have to do some further work, or maybe it's not your time, or maybe you're not ready for it just yet. So it doesn't happen. And and we feel like it's a failure and it does set us back. But we have to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and continue on with that. I think it might be the same way with health and, you know, vitality and diet and exercise. And there are times I know in my life where I don't get a chance to exercise, but I'm going to take a tip from you is if I have five or 10 minutes or 15 minutes and it's in between calls or in between clients or between work and my clients at night, I'm going to take those 10 minutes and, and do something because you know, it's better than not doing anything at all. And a little bit goes a long way to accumulates, doesn't it? Absolutely. That is so well said. I like to call those exercise butts desserts or or not desserts, snacks, uh, a snack, you know, throughout the day. So you snack on exercise. And even if you have a minute, well, you could do one burpee, you could do one jumping jack, you can uh, do some, uh, some stretching, you could do one sun salutation from yoga. And I love what you said about your coaching and pageants because it is about reframing it. It's disappointing, uh, but it is it is not a failure. 
And I, it's perseverance. And as you keep going, and what do we learn from? Our failures. We don't learn from our successes. Uh, it is the failures that are the lessons. And uh, I was at a career I did not mention was I was a stage mom for many years. My daughter was a child actress. She's right. still an actress, but uh, I, you know, all of the rejections, uh, going on auditions, coming so close so many times oh. and, uh, and then not getting it. And so it's something that you see as, as just uh, basically you do take it in your stride. It's uh, something that you, you might have some direction and how to go forward, but it's also not losing sight of the essential goodness of who you are. And that's really the character strength model that you have, uh, you have courage, takes a lot of courage uh, to, you know, to get up on stage or to walk that runway and, and, To even enter a competition takes a lot of courage. It takes persistence. It takes uh, some, the ability to have hope and also humor, put things in perspective. So you use all of those character strengths and that's how you thrive. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Coaching is extremely powerful. It really is. And, you know, I think in every facet of life, a coach is there for you to help you evolve. And, and it's important, especially if it's something that we all have areas in our lives that we do need assistance, we need help in. And I think help is probably the most important part of our life is to make sure that we are taking you know, great care of ourselves. So in closing, um, Sandra, I, I really would love for you to share with our listeners if they're interested in, you know, potentially learning to be a health coach or if they're looking for a health coach and they need that direction, what is the best way to reach out to you and to contact you and to follow you on social media? Thank you. They can go to functionalmedicinecoaching.org. We have Find a Coach, and uh, we also are enrolling. Our school is 12 months. It's all online. And as I said, we have people from all walks of life. They've been in corporate. They're about to retire. They're, uh, maybe they've been in the wellness industry, or they're interested in, in joining, and a huge need for coaches. And then they can follow us on social media at Functional Medicine Coaching Academy on Facebook or Instagram is at functional med coach. And personally, I'm on Instagram as at Dr. Sandy, S-A-N-D-I. Okay, great. Oh, that's wonderful. I'll make sure all that is in our notes, our show notes. And I think it's important. And I also want to give a little shout out to you that you are the author of Functional Medicine Coaching, Stop Panic Attacks in 10 Easy Steps, and How to Give Clients the Skills to Stop Panic Attacks. And I think those are great resources. I'm hoping that you can find that on Amazon. Is that correct? Yes. Probably on your website as well? Yes, yes, Amazon. Yes. Good, good, good. I'll make sure I have those links as well for those of you listening. And when you stop, you know, most people listen to the podcast when they're walking, hopefully, or in the car. But whenever you stop, this will be available um, in the show notes um, on my website as well as on all the podcast platforms. But I think panic attacks are happening more often 
and a lot of anxiety is happening more often during the pandemic. So, you know, the resources that you can learn from having a coach or someone to just to talk with, but it's, you know, primarily learning what the triggers are so that you can be, you can be better and you can have a better life. It all starts with your health and your mindset. And that is mind, body, and spirit. So thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Scheinbaum, I really appreciate your time and your talent and all that you're doing and especially empowering men and women to continue their lives, their careers, their passions at all ages. You never are too young or too old to follow your dreams. And you are definitely a spokesperson for that. So I really appreciate you. Thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you. It's been an honor to talk with you. Same. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. Make sure if you're on Apple that you subscribe, rate, and review me on iTunes. And I would love your feedback. At any time, you could reach out to me on JaniceMcQueen.com and contact me or join my newsletter and give me the feedback of different subjects and topics that you would like to hear or if you would like to be a guest on my show. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Jennifer.